Welcome to Erie Iceland. Whether you're captivated by folklore, paranormal, sorcery, the hidden people, haunted things, people or locations in Iceland, you've come to the right place. Here, you'll venture into the dark side of Iceland. I'm Anne. I'm Vanessa. We're two girl bosses who are obsessed with all of these things. Will you dare to follow us into this unexplainable realm? Vanessa, I may or may not have brought a bottle of champagne into the podcast studio today. Really? Yeah. Do you want to know which kind? Do tell. Which is my favorite brand in the entire planet? Perrier Jouet. Yes. I brought the Blazon Rosé for us. And do you know why? Tell me. (laughs) To cheers every single one of our listeners out there. Seriously, folks, words cannot properly express how grateful we are for every single one of you listening and supporting this dark side of Iceland mission. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So today I thought it would be fun to give our listeners a little Icelandic history lesson into the origins of the huddle folk, aka the hidden people. Did I say that okay? Yeah. How would you say it? Hold the folk. Yeah. That's better. Okay, I'll try. Okay. So, some also refer to them as elves, soulless people, or supernatural beings living in nature. Also, it's said that they can make themselves visible or invisible whenever and to whomever they want. A few people also take it a step further and say they're actually living in a parallel world with us. But if you read reports or statistics about the percentage of the Icelandic nation that believes in these hidden people, it's somewhere around like a 50-50 split. However, I'm going to tell you right now that if you ask anyone to defame, like, hey, go pee on that elf rock over there or that elf house over there, I'm going to tell you right now that no one is going to take a chance, even if they don't believe. What about you, Vanessa? Do you believe in them? For sure. 100%. Me too. I have been obsessed for as long as I can remember. And I'm not only a believer, but I've actually experienced a few hidden people over the time that I've been living here in Iceland too. In fact, weren't you with me on the one occurrence that happened on one of our adventure wedding days in October of 2021? Yes, I was. I was not in the same car, but I remember you telling me about it later and I was just like, what? Ah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the story in full detail then. You're going to hear about it later. Okay, so let's get back to the origins of the Icelandic hidden people, the Huldafolk. Better. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yes. Score. Okay, so no one knows quite exactly where these stories actually come from, but they're a fascinating blend of the old Norse Ausatru that has been preserved in the Icelandic sagas, and they're partnered with bits of Christianity as well. 
and the first mentions of elves can actually be found in the Icelandic sagas. But there's no definite description of them outside of the Snorri Edda. This is where we actually learn about where there is two races of elves. Did you know there's two races of elves? No idea. Yes. Life lesson, education. Here we go. So dark elves and light elves are the two types of elves. With light elves, it's said that they inhabit Elfheimar. Correct me. Yeah. Yeah? Not bad? Elfheimar. Okay. Elfheimar. Hamar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Elf world. That's what it translates to. And they're said to be strikingly beautiful like the sun. On the other hand, the dark elves live underground and their skin is said to be darker than black tar oh, because wow. apparently that is a thing. Did you know that? That's kind of creepy. Yeah, I know. Like the visions in my brain right now, my imagination is going a little wild. So um, just as they are different on the outside, their demeanor and personality is also vastly different from each other. For example, we learn about this in the Gilfa Ginning. Ginning, which actually translates to deception. The story is about the then king of Sweden who disguises himself as the traveler named Gangleri. He travels to Ausgarther, the realm of the gods. And this is where... God puts on a charade to deceive Gilfi, but also with the intention of teaching him about the world. So put a, to put a better visual kind of out there for our listeners, the light elves will be more similar to what we've seen or read about in Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. You know, the big, beautiful, like wonderful, like perfect skin and handsome and gorgeous. I can't even think of one of the, or one of the people right now. Can you... I have a confession to make. Oh, I've never seen The Lord of the Rings. Are you serious? Swear to God. I tried. I I gotta try again. I'm older now, maybe more mature. I'll try again, I promise. I'm not sure that your attention span has changed. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Okay, okay, all right. So, but you can picture this. Just very beautiful, pristine, almost like porcelain skin, just absolute Barbies. Oh, for sure. What was wasn't wasn't Orlando Bloom one of them? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay, let's let's stop. Let's stop before some uh, Lord of the Rings folks write in. Oh yes. Okay, but then it's also thought that like the dark elves maybe are more similar to the orcs, possibly, and the orcs are kind of the evil guys like running around, right? So following this, we have very few documented instances until the 15th century. It's here we find the word Huldemother or hidden man come into play into um, the literature. And all of the wonderful stories that we have today actually start being documented around that time period. So the Hulda folk, aka the hidden people or elves, are a race of people, again, that are hidden to our sight, like the name suggests, and just as I alluded to earlier. But they live all around us. For example, in cliffs, rocks, in mountains that cover the Icelandic landscapes, and certain spots will actually be enchanted and sacred because of the elves living there. A fun fact for you all to know is that you can find stories throughout the last hundred years in the Icelandic news where road construction in Iceland was actually halted due to some of these sacred places being disturbed because they were considered homes of the elves. 
And did you know that there's actually elf whispers that are brought in to settle these disputes, Vanessa? I had no idea. Yeah, right? Me either. And it's really important to their culture and their thinking because it is the objective to keep the peace between elves and men. What do you think, Vanessa? Well, I believe it because, for instance, like now, um, I mean, as of today, like recently we had a volcano erupt in a town um, in Grintavik and um, like the eruption happened in the town and um, the lava actually stopped, like the eruption stopped at this one house. And some people say it's due to the fact that there was an elf stone in that like garden. And Seriously? Yeah. Like, okay. In the news. You but, just like, gave we me don't know. full like, body goosebumps. Yeah. So like I definitely believe it. And um, it's good that we have elf whispers. I don't think I'm one, but I mean, how do you know if you're an elf whisperer or not? I guess we'll just have to try. Okay. We'll just have to like go to that elf rock and see if there's like any vibes. Well, I'm not going to that elf rock, okay. but I'll go to a different one. All right. Fair, <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, but even though the sagas do not give us a specific explanation as to where the elves come from, we have a story. Well, we actually have multiple stories where Icelanders think that they have originated from. And so I'm going to actually share with you those stories. So listen up. First, one story will tell us of a group of people that were stranded in the flood of Noah. And as they prayed to God for salvation, he took pity on them but separated them from the human race, creating the hidden people or the elves, allowing them to live underground in a hidden world filled with riches. I want to sign up for that one. Interesting. Yeah. You get saved from a flood and then all of a sudden you're like blessed with riches. I'm on yeah, board. But you like can't live a normal, well, I guess it's a normal life for you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so the second story will tell us that they're, the hidden people are actually Adam and Eve's children who she hid from God because they were dirty and she didn't want to be, you know, disrespectful to God. However, God then turned her children into the hidden people as punishment to Adam and Eve. Oh, wow, I've never heard that one. Okay. A third story tells us the elves sprang forth from Adam's seed that went into the hole in the ground. Yep. I'm not going to elaborate on this one, Vanessa. I'm going to leave that one to your imagination. My imagination decides not to think about it. <laughs> okay. So fourth story will even tell us that they were cast out of heaven after Lucifer's rebellion where whoever fought for the devil was banished into the deepest darkness or the realms of hell. But those who joined neither faction, God or the devils, were cast down to earth where they had to inhabit rocks, mountains, and hills in the earth. Therefore, they're invisible to us, according to this story, and do not possess a body per se, but instead a spirit inhabiting this world capable of both good and evil evil. And what's interesting about this is because this theory actually ties into the burial rites of the old Norse men who built Karns, like we learned about in the Reykjavik Cathedral ghost story that you told Vanessa a couple weeks back. It seems straightforward that the souls of the people who died and were buried in these mounds inhabited the earth, right? Yeah. Like they existed. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. The last story about the hidden people origin is that it tells us that God was creating woman out of dirt for Adam, but she was unruly and neither Adam nor God could tame her. And so God created a man instead in her image and he named Elf, 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 help. Elf. Elf. And the woman, Alvor. Yeah? Okay, good. And it's from them, all elves and trolls are actually descendants of. Hmm. I've even heard some of these stories get combined and elaborated on. Which, which one's your fave? Well, like, because you asked me earlier, like, what the riches? And I was like, well, then you're not a person. And then you talked about the story about, you know, um, like, just being... Um, like spirits, like not having an actual body. And that's what I was like thinking about. So that made more sense to me. And I wouldn't want to do that. Okay. I like it. But going back to the old Norris beliefs, the elves take great care of the earth, nature, and have a deep respect for all living things like we learned about in the story of the hauntings at Nautosigil. Remember that one, Vanessa? Oh, yes. Is it still haunting your nightmares? For sure. Only I, I barely remember my dreams. I just remember like, oh, I think I dreamt a nightmare. <laughs> that story is a nightmare. Okay. One of the most amazing things about the hidden people is that they have their own society, habits, and even laws. But only one single law is known to us humans. Do you have any idea what that is? Don't knock on rocks. <laughs> it's said that if a well-off, rich elf woman starts a relationship with a sleazy man... You know, someone who's like not honorable, she will be deprived of her inheritance in the elf world. Whoa. And beyond this, there's thousands of folklore stories about the Hulda folk and the Icelandic hidden people, many of them being preserved only orally between generations. But know that if you wish to venture into this realm more, that you can see 11,000 plus documented folklore stories at the Arnis Institute, which I'll link to you in the show notes today. Do you know what the Arnis Institute is, Vanessa? No idea. I suck. I know. <laughs> Education all around today. The Arnis Institute is actually dedicated to the research of the Icelandic language and the preservation of the saga manuscripts. Kind of a big deal. Well, now I know. Okay. <laughs> okay, so now that we know the possible origin stories believed by the Icelandic nation, let's talk about what it's like to experience elves. Because from my personal experience, I've actually encountered the hidden people three times since living here in Iceland. Are you ready to know the stories? Finally. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I know like part of one of them, but like I didn't know like the in-depth because it was kind of, it was like, a, it was like a, I mean, we had a day, we had stuff to do. So yeah. please. Okay. The first time I was actually in flu there at the Secret Lagoon. For those of you that uh, don't know what the Secret Lagoon is, it's like a old school hot pot that they've kind of transformed into a little bit of a tourist location. But back when I went, it wasn't quite. You hang out in fun noodles, floating in the water, sipping champagne. It's kind of a cool experience, I'll be honest. I'm not sure what the Secret Lagoon is like these days, but I think it's still worth a try. So I was there enjoying the hot springs with two of my friends who were visiting me at the time. We stayed until about closing time. Well, it was closing time. So we were the last folks in the pool when a staffer came out to tell us to wrap it up and that they were closing soon. 
So when I shifted my gaze over to the old concrete changing house, because that was a thing, that's actually where the roots of this place began. Um, so I was like splashing around, looking around, and then having one last look, last sip of champagne. And there was suddenly a bald headed man looking away that I thought saw kind of like appear through the steam. And I made my way over to him politely. And as my friends were getting out, I had asked if he had heard the staffer say that it was time to leave the pool because it was closing time. And he turned to me and he just said, just a few minutes more. But what was really strange to me is that when we exchanged eye contact, it felt like he was looking through me and not at me. And there was an eerie vibe from him that I had never, ever experienced before. It kind of creeped me out. So I'll be honest and say that I just laughed. But now, since this is like circa 2015, before the Secret Lagoon had like these beautifully built entrance and showers and lockers and all that jazz, I walked, I had to walk through the reception area. And I told the staffer at that time that, that I had told the man that it was closing time. And that, you know, just so that she knew that I had addressed the situation so that she wouldn't have to go back out there. But then she looked at me, shrugged and said like, who are you talking about? You're the last person out. There's no one else. I was just waiting for you. I told my friends when I got back into the changing room and they both said that they hadn't seen him either. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I have goosebumps. Me too. That's crazy. I know. Okay. So here, this is the one that I'm like our Iceland wedding planner wedding day. Shout out to Monica and Conrad that this happened to on their wedding day, if they're listening. The second time was actually on an adventure wedding day, and we were at Perchese. And that's kind of a mountain outside of Vik near Dierhale. And it's a natural cave that we were at. It's um, This area is actually on private property and gated access. And we had just finished up the couple's traditional Icelandic hot dog barbecue experience and guests were loading back into the super Jeeps and I was back with the couple photographing them inside the cave. And then yet again, my bald little elf friend shows up. The same kind of person had the same vibe as my previous encounter at Flew There. And he walked up to the cave alone and asked very simply, may I come inside? I looked at him and replied saying, no, I'm sorry. This area is closed for a private event. You can't come in. We made eye contact again. And, and again, it was like he was like speaking like through me, not to me or at me. It's like the strangest feeling that I've ever had. And he asked again, may I come inside? And I said, no, I'm sorry. You need to leave. This area is private property. And he asked me a third time as if he hadn't heard me the first or the second time. So I kind of looked at my bride and was like, did he not hear me? I mean, I was getting a little smug at that point. I'll be honest, because we had rented the area from the landowner and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like we, there was no reason for anyone else to be here. And the groom was actually chatting it up with one of our drivers. And as this was happening, so they actually both stopped and said, who are you talking to, Anne? And by the time I turned around again, the man was gone. And I ran outside the cave to see if there were any cars or trucks that I didn't recognize. And there was none in the fenced area or at the fence line or anywhere near the area pulled off on the road. Where the freaking heck did this guy come from? I'm telling you, it was a fucking elf and I'm sure of it. 
I mean, I was there and I didn't see any like other cars or, or like extra people. No, it was just our super Jeeps. Yeah. And like the like the guests. Yeah. But for some reason, the bride and I are the only ones that saw him that day. I mean, you may have if had you been in the cave, but the two dudes didn't. And there's a lot of stories that I've actually heard where like if women or men go into caves with their partners, that there is a chance that like a gateway opens and then like the elf like queen might steal your man. Yeah. Like I've, I've like read some like loose things and maybe this has been a little bit more on the verbal side of things, but in the area of Vik, I've actually heard some of these like strange occurrences happening. But that said, I'm going to leave my third story to tie uh, in, in an upcoming episode. So you guys can look forward to that. Well, folks, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode about the origins of the hidden people, the Hulda folk. We will continue to venture into these different dark sides of Iceland with you. And if you like what you hear and want to hear more, give us a follow on Five Stars. It really goes a long way. Thank you so much for venturing into the dark side of Iceland with us. We hope our stories resonate with you. Stay tuned for more Nightmare Worthy podcasts. And if you want to hear more, give us a follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. You can also find us on Instagram at Eerie Iceland and by searching Eerie Iceland on Facebook. See you next time.